Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I have gotten a lot of messages from you amazing, beautiful human beings who listen to this podcast, letting me know what you liked about the podcast and how it has impacted your life and how it has changed the way you view your relationship with your dog. And it's, it never gets old because it's like, Sometimes I'm sitting in my office recording these podcast episodes and it's hard, right? Because I'm just sitting here by myself. And when I get those messages, I'm like, y'all give me the energy and the motivation to keep going on this podcast. So thank you to the wonderful people who have reached out to me. I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad that this podcast has been valuable for you. So if you are new to the podcast, welcome to sorelydogs.com. And you can use the search function to search through the 275 plus episodes that I've done in case you are in need of a specific topic. So be sure to use the Disorderly Dogs uh, website search function to find an episode. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about enrichment. But before I jump into today's episode, I wanted to just kind of fill you in on how things are going here in Colorado. So it is still summer and it has been hot. So hot, like high 90s. And you know what? I'm just trying to soak it in. But also, it's kind of like hard to do fun stuff with the dogs when it is hot AF. But thankfully, we have the luxury of we can drive up in elevation to the mountains where it's cooler. Woo! So I continue to hike and soak it all in with my dogs. Uh, Spicy and Waylon are doing really good. I think that Spicy is finally done with her heat. Lasted like four weeks. It was rough on all of us, but thankfully she is coming out of her first heat. So hallelujah. And Waylon has been like the snuggliest little superstar. So Waylon likes to snuggle, but like not as much as spicy. And the other day I was sitting on the couch and Waylon just crawled into my lap and laid right across my body and put his head directly on my chest. And I'm still savoring that beautiful moment of connection. Oh my God, bless them. So yeah, Spicy and Waylon and myself were doing really good here in Colorado, still helping all of my amazing clients virtually and in person and helping the wolves. And yeah, things are really going pretty good around here. So I hope that you all are soaking up the last of the season wherever you live. So let's talk about enrichment, shall we? So enrichment is something that my guess is that you're familiar with, right? Like, I feel like enrichment has been like a major social media trend for like ever and always, which is great. I love that. But I wanted to expand on what enrichment really is and how you can practically use that for your dog. And I also want to be clear that enrichment does not have to be like the fancy like purple Westpaw toy that you bought. Okay, not that those aren't great, but (laughs) enrichment does not have to be expensive or complicated or pretty to serve the function that we want it to. So 
Enrichment, the point of enrichment, what enrichment is, is something that we can add into our dog's lives on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis to improve their overall quality of life and their well-being, right? So my guess is you were already doing loads of enrichment with your dogs, but my hope in today's episode is that one, I can help you feel good about and confirm the enrichment that you're doing that I think is great and maybe help shift your perspective about when you do and don't need to use certain types of enrichment. So when we're talking about enrichment, it has to be specific to the individual dog, okay? Because not all dogs are going to find a puzzle toy enriching. Not all dogs are going to find a slow sniffy walk to be enriching, okay? So when we're looking at creating an enrichment plan, for our dogs, we have to acknowledge the individual dog, okay, and know that sometimes we might have to we might have to try a couple of things and see what our dogs are into and see what they dig and see what really satisfies them and play with that and and see what's going to work. But ultimately, when I'm looking at enrichment, I want to leave my dog satisfied and content. Okay, so like satisfaction and contentment are like the two goals when I'm looking at enrichment. Okay, so I think that enrichment in this household definitely varies by season. So this time of year, it is very easy for me to enrich my dog's lives because both my dogs really love a slow, sniffy stroll in the neighborhood, and that is insanely enriching for them right? So they can leave messages for the neighbor dogs. They can catch up on what the other, the neighbor dogs have to say through P-mail. They get to smell what all the raccoons and the skunks and the bunnies have been doing. They get to see other people. They get to see other dogs, but mainly their real focus is just like getting to every single sniff and soaking it in. And that's a really easy way for me to enrich my dog's life every day. My guess is that those of you listening are probably doing this already. So I want you to go ahead and give yourself a little pat on the back like, heck yes, I am enriching my dog's life through slow and sniffy. I will caveat, when Waylon was a youngster, slow was not enriching. Running and sniffing and going fast was enriching. So I think that some of the enriching effects of sniffing are going to vary on the dog, the age, the breed, the temperament, okay? So not every single dog is going to think a slow and sniffy walk is actually enriching. Okay, so there's probably going to be some certain circumstances where those of you who have adolescent dogs, especially adolescent dogs who come from working lines, they're probably going to need to run and do this. Okay, going slow on a leash probably isn't going to be terribly enriching. But sniffing, right? Sniffing as a baseline is something that we can do every single day to enrich our dogs' lives. Some dogs who might be anxious, overstimulated, overaroused, have a hard time slowing down and sniffing. That's something that you're going to have to work on with your dog if that sounds familiar. I've worked with a lot of dogs in my career that when I showed up, they were just awful on the leash, just pulling desperately, going crazy. And it took a lot of time to show them like, hey, we can just slow down. We can just sniff. You don't have to be at the end of the leash. Sometimes that involves doing some sort of other physical exercise first. But I think that sniffing as a baseline can be extremely enriching. 
Okay, so that's something that you can absolutely do every single day. It basically costs you nothing. If your dog struggles in your neighborhood, go somewhere else. Go to a quiet park, go to a schoolyard on the weekend, go to a business park on the weekends. There's plenty of amazing places that your dog can get sniffs in. And I will also say that both Spicy and Waylon find having the window down and sniffing out the window to be extremely enriching. So even if you don't have the bandwidth to walk the dog, maybe the dog isn't going to be successful walking, doing a stroll around the block with the window down can also totally be a form of enrichment. So I want you to get creative for your individual dog, but sniffing is an awesome form of enrichment that if you aren't already, it would be empowering your dog to really use their nose a lot every single day. I always say that sniffing is my dog's meditation and it really is because I tell you what, after our slow sniffy strolls in the neighborhood, we come home, my dogs lay down and they take a nice nap. And I think that that's a really good indicator that your enrichment is the right recipe for your dog because when you're done, they're content and they are satisfied. Okay. So outside of sniffing enrichment, licking is another form of enrichment that some dogs find reinforcing, some dogs don't, okay? So I know plenty of dogs who are like, I don't want to lick repeatedly like 30 times. That's ridiculous, okay? So some dogs are not going to find licking enriching, but I also know a lot of other dogs, particularly some anxious dogs that I know, that find licking to be incredibly enriching, right? Just licking and licking and licking and licking. And I find that the licking is particularly valuable for the anxious, nervous dogs because it helps them to literally self-soothe and then in turn be content and satisfied. So licking is another amazing form of enrichment that you can utilize for your dog. Licking is not something that I do a ton of enrichment for my individual dogs, unless I feel like they've had a very stressful day with a lot of buildup, which honestly doesn't happen a lot in our world. We're very fortunate in that way. But if you have a dog who is anxious or nervous, I would definitely suggest incorporating more licking into your enrichment schedule. Okay, so when we're looking at using licking as a way to enrich our nervous and or fearful dogs, we want to utilize that post scary, overwhelming experience. So maybe for your dog, neighborhood walks are a lot. You live in a busy place, there's a lot going on. So it might be a good idea to maybe every other day or if you can pull it off every day when you come home from your walk, offer them a licky mat. If you don't know what a licky mat is, just look it up. There's a million of them on the market. You don't have to get anything fancy. But a licky mat might be a nice way to enrich your dog and also help them self-soothe after stressful situations so that again, they can be satisfied and content post enrichment. Licking is something that I utilize for spicy and we do the licky mat while I clip her nails. And not only does she find it enriching, right? She She's like, I'm licking, I'm licking. Oh, you're clipping my nails. I don't care. I'm licking, I'm licking, I'm licking, I'm licking. It also means that it's not as stressful for her, right? When I am clipping her nails because she's like, oh, I've got my licky mat. I'm just going to lick this. I know how to do this. So not only am I enriching her, but I'm also using the licky mat to keep her busy so that I can get her nails done and it doesn't have to be a yucky experience for either of us. 
Okay, so I think that there's a lot of ways that you can utilize licking. I will also say you don't even need a licky mat, right? Like you could literally just smear some peanut butter on a plate and set it on the ground and let the dog lick that, right? You could just give them the peanut butter, the empty peanut butter container container, and they could just lick everything out of that. That's also very, very enriching, okay? So sniffing is an amazing way to enrich your dog's life. Licking is an amazing way to enrich your dog's life. I think that Chewing and biting is another super important way to enrich our dog's lives. And I'm I'm sure that all of you listening do this in some, some, some way with your dogs, right? You give them frozen Kongs or marrow bones or bully sticks. And I don't really have a particular opinion on any of the things. It's really, it has to be what your dog is going to like and is going to agree with their GI system and is going to be affordable and sustainable for you to use. But I find that chewing and biting is extremely enriching for a lot of the reactive dogs that I work with, especially the reactive dogs who struggle with stranger danger and people being in their home. Chewing is a normal and natural behavior, right? Like all dogs are chewing and biting on things. And by utilizing that, not only are we enriching our dog's life, but we're also giving them an appropriate way to cope with probably a surge of arousal, fear, nervousness, maybe a combination of those things, especially with someone in their home. So chewing, um, biting, licking, they can all kind of go together, right? Because if you give your dog a Kong, you're going to get all three. Um, But I do think that chewing is one that you can absolutely utilize in those situations where your dog is going to have a harder time keep in their cool, right? And that could be for a number of reasons. And this is something that I've definitely utilized with Waylon. Um, although I will say he is like improved exponentially at this, but when we have people over, if we have just like one or two people over, Waylon can get pretty overly excited and jumpy and and barky. And a lot of times what I'll do is I'll just have a bully stick and I'll give it to him like a minute or two before people come. And then people come in and he's like, Hey guys, good to see you, but I'm busy. I'm chewing. So not only am I enriching Waylon's life, but I'm also utilizing that enrichment to prevent him from practicing, rehearsing and or causing problems when people come to my house. Right? So Enrichment is something that you can absolutely just give your dog enrichment for free, okay? Like you can 100% do that. But I want to encourage you to more strategically use enrichment in particular circumstances where your dog might need more support, right, than they would in other circumstances where they can just carry themselves and they don't really need a ton of support from you. Another form of enrichment is brain games. And this can include so many different things. So brain games could be literally just teaching your dog a new trick. Brain games could be doing some nose work in your house. Brain games could be giving your dog a puzzle toy, right? And I think that there's no one right answer. But again, we have to consider the individual dog in this equation, okay? So I have some really lovely clients who have a, who have a dog who can be very nervous and anxious. And brain games not going to be enriching for him. He's just kind of a slow dude. He doesn't really want to go to that level, right? Like he doesn't want to do a million reps of something. He doesn't want to work terribly hard at something. So for him, 
brain games aren't necessarily enrichment that I would lean for, right? But then I also have another wonderful client and they have a little dog. Her name is Olive. Shout out to Megan and Jen. And she is, she's a go-getter. I love her. She's such a fun, feisty little personality. And she is a dog who greatly benefits from brain games. She likes puzzle toys. She likes being challenged. She likes using her brain in that way. She likes to learn. Learning tricks are super fun for her, right? So that is something that is again, going to be dog specific, but brain games can absolutely be a beautiful form of enrichment that you can use. So like I was saying, when I started this podcast, enrichment is something that in in my household seems to be quite cyclical, right? So this time of year being summer, I don't do a lot of chewing or brain games because I don't necessarily need them, right? Because we're outside so much, we're hiking a lot, they're sniffing a lot, they're getting that form of enrichment outside of shoes or Kongs or puzzle toys, and they don't really need that stuff this time of year. But as the seasons start to change, it's cooler, it's darker, we're not outside as much. That's when I would probably be utilizing more puzzle toys, brain games, Kongs, bones, because we don't have the opportunity to get that same level of enrichment outside just because of weather and darkness, right? So I think that enrichment is something that can absolutely be cyclical. I will also caveat that my schedule is literally created around the dogs. That is one of the many perks of being a dog trainer and owning my own business is that I can set my schedule so that the dog's needs are always being met. But I will say, when I um, spend time at the Wolf Sanctuary, I'm often gone all day. And if someone else can't be here, that is when I'm more inclined to reach for some sort of enrichment because they're not gonna be able to get it from me that day. If you are a busy human being, you have a busy schedule, you might need more of the chewing, brain game, licking enrichment on a daily basis than I do. So I don't want you to think that you're doing something wrong if it doesn't feel um, cyclical in nature for you, but remind yourself that it is perfectly acceptable to use a stuffed gong every day if you have to work and be gone all day and the dog has to hang out by themselves. That's an amazing way to enrich your dog's life and keep them busy if you can't be there to fulfill that, right? I think that there are a lot of different lifestyles that dogs thrive in and using enrichment is something that I think all dogs should have. And like I said, I'm pretty sure all of you are utilizing a lot of enrichment for your dogs. But I also want to say that enrichment doesn't have to be fancy or expensive, okay? Like, if you cannot afford marrow bones every week, like, welcome to the club. You don't have to buy marrow bones every week. Bully sticks, let's be honest, those are not inexpensive. But I think that there's a lot of creative ways and inexpensive ways to enrich your dog's life. Kongs are awesome because after you buy... Do you buy the Kong? Then you can stuff it multiple times a week, right? And there is no shortage of recipes for stuffing Kongs. I'm sure all of you follow many accounts over on social media that will give you lots of good options for Kongs. But I also want to say that while I really do appreciate like the trend in social media of like doing fancy enrichment, Dogs do not care about fancy, pretty enrichment, okay? Like you literally can just put like some yogurt and some kibble in your dog's Kong and give it to them and they're probably gonna be pretty stoked on that, okay? Like if you have the time and the bandwidth to like do a bunch of pretty 
stuff and freeze it and do it for your dog. That's amazing. But if you don't, your dog does not care. Oh my gosh. Dogs don't care about pretty fancy enrichment. Okay. I think that that's more of a way for us to maybe motivate ourselves to do it. Cause you're like, okay, well I'm gonna make it look pretty. And then I can share it on social media and make it worth it. And you know what, if that's what gets you motivated to enrichment for your dogs, please go for it. But I do want to say that like, I think that we can overdo it when we're <clears throat> we're doing stuffed Kongs and bully sticks and puzzle toys. And that isn't always going to be enough to actually enrich your dog if they don't get out to just do normal dog stuff, right? If they can get out and sniff and meander and pee on things and kick things up and roll in the dirt or roll in the grass, right? I'll, enrichment really needs to be targeted at the species that our dog is, right? Like natural things that a dog would do, right? I've seen some beautiful enrichment in the digging department where people get like baby pools and they put dirt and sand in there and it's like the digging pit and the dog is allowed to dig in there. Hey, that could be a really easy thing. I will say that in my backyard, I have nothing fancy. We literally just have a corner where Spicy has dug lots of holes and I just let her keep digging holes there. And if she's trying to dig holes other places in my yard, I just redirect her there, right? So again, none of this has to be fancy, right? Like none of this has to be expensive. Spicy thinks that plastic buckets are so freaking enriching, okay? And as many of you know, I am married to uh, a horticulturist, so we have an endless supply of buckets, <laughs> empty buckets that plants came in, and she thinks that that's the best, right? It literally costs me nothing. I don't have to give her anything fancy, and honestly, she plays longer and harder with those buckets than any of like the chew toys that I buy for her, <laughs> okay? So I think it's really important to remember that there's a, a lot of amazing ways that we can enrich our dog's lives that don't have to be expensive. They don't have to take a lot of time and they don't have to be fancy, okay? But when we're looking at enriching our dog's lives, we have to make sure that we're acknowledging the individual, right? Young dogs are probably going to need a lot more enrichment than maybe super old dogs. But I will say, even when we had a senior dog, she still loved her slow sniffy strolls and that's really the enrichment that she needed, right? So I hope that this gives you some added perspective into enrichment, maybe gives you some fresh insights and in how you can use enrichment for your dog. But enriching our dog's lives is something that, in my opinion, is non-negotiable. And my my guess is that after listening to this episode, you're like, dang, I really do enrich my dog's life a lot. And I hope that that empowers you to keep doing that and maybe add in some extra enrichment. Everyone, have a beautiful weekend. Smooch those puppies for me. And I am already looking forward to them next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.